You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and it comes so quickly. Your Locked On Browns pregame show, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, at Locked On Browns, Twitter accounts, Locked On Browns accounts, follow back, DMs are open. Joining us at underscore Pete Smith underscore from Sports Illustrated. Today's Locked On Browns pregame show is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. And I know everybody's really, really excited about this Thursday night game, which is probably makes a week four preseason game look good. I'm going to get a little jab in there. But Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, we're going to give you the breakdowns here as the Browns travel to Dallas Sunday, 1 o'clock in the star. Pete, you know, as always, we'll start here, I guess, the Browns office offense on the Dallas defense. For me, Pete, um, and we've talked a couple of episodes this week, you know, when you weren't on about, you know, there's the opportunity maybe here for the Browns passing game to maybe, you know, like, as you always say, get some batting practice in. Um, but the other thing here and with Dallas's defense and where they've had a difficult time this point to, you know, through the regular season to this point is the Browns are bringing something different that Dallas hasn't had to deal with yet. This is going to be the best offensive line that Dallas has seen through what will be week four. So this brings a different element. And, you know, this has obviously been kind of the calling card for the Browns and their success on offense up until this point. Right. Uh, Dallas's defense is pretty bad. Um, they, I've they, been calling them Alice all week. So they're down their top corner. Uh, their best uh, DB is Xavier Woods. He's He's good. But other than that, they're struggling. Their linebackers. He was, uh, a Pete, he was a Pete Smith favorite, wasn't he? Yeah, Cheeto's good. I, I would like, you know, I, I think he was always better better suited to be a safety, but nevertheless, he's he's pretty good. But they're just, they're struggling. They have some athleticism. Obviously, Jalen Smith is very athletic, but he's not playing particularly well. Uh, so the Browns sort of have, you know, every advantage they could want against this team. Dallas hasn't defended tight ends well. They haven't defended receivers well. They haven't defended the running game well. So you've got a lot of opportunity to sort of do what you want. I just don't – I don't like the idea that you have to you have to do it a certain way. Like I don't think you have to, you know, just run the ball because you're trying to um, <clears throat> shorten the game or extend your drives. Uh, you know, with, with that type of stuff, I think the best thing you can do is be successful. Uh, if you run good plays and you execute, you're going to keep drives going and extend them and hopefully uh, – keep moving the ball and ultimately score touchdowns, which is what you're going to need to do if you're going to win this game. Uh, I, certainly there's an element of the, you know, the fact that Dallas is, is uh, the best offense the Browns will face this season. I, I don't think it's particularly close. Um, and the, the, they're likely going to put pressure on the Browns from that standpoint, but I don't think you have to invent pressure on yourself to do it a certain way. If you're successful and you can score points, do it. Don't change who you are just for the sake of, you know, this perception of how things are going to go that may change your, how your aggressiveness is, how, what, what you do in certain fourth, fourth down decisions or, 
some of those things, but I don't think you have to change the way your offense is run. In fact, I think, you know, I always look at tempo as a weapon and, and the same way the Browns could slow it down and try to sl- uh, slow, shorten the game. Uh, they could also go super fast. If they've got the Dallas defense off balance, I think they could and, and probably should try to go faster to try to take advantage and, and create points that way. So I, I just, it's, it's a, it's a team that the Browns should be able to be successful against. Uh, but it's about being smart and avoiding being reckless because you feel you have to have to be super aggressive or you have to be uh, run the ball and do nothing else, run your offense, be successful and score points. Uh, and I mean, you, you go through this and look the first week, you know, with the Rams, it was only a 20 to 17 game, uh, gave up 39 to Atlanta, uh, obviously a boat ton to Seattle on Sunday. It is what you know Dallas allowed, and for what everybody that was coming in talking about Dallas, it was like, well, guys, I mean, are you lock, watching the other side of the ball here? I mean, for us to say Dallas offense was it was going to be good, and obviously we'll get to that. That wasn't going to be a surprise. It's this defense um, where it just seems to be like a lot, a lot of issues. Um, and you know, the split to this point, fifty-two to forty-eight. Obviously, more success. You know, is coming through the run game. Um, Kareem Hunt has still not practiced, and it is now Thursday, so that may be may dictate, you know, maybe that they're going to have to go closer to 50-50. Maybe you're going to have to throw just a little bit more, you know, due to game circumstances and the fact that Dallas is usually going to predominantly play in the 30s. Pete, uh, and I talked about this, you know, there's one player and, you know, I think we agree um, that Odell, it looks there. It it, it looks like essentially the Ferrari's out of the shop. It's gotten its tune-up. It's got all the juice and the gas. It's ready to go. And, and there's going to be a big one coming. Somebody's going to get, you know, what was the, you know, normal Odell Beckham marquee game stat line. This looks like an opportunity here. He's always played well against his team. He's always played well down there. And, you know, and even with Baker, with the NFL films things where, you know, be patient, boys, it's going to come, it's going to come. And, you know, look, these guys, obviously they say they want to win and they continue to say that. And I truly do believe that. But you always want to feel like you're doing your part. And these guys, you know, in, in the past, between he and Jarvis, they've, you know, put up good production. The numbers have been there over the years. So I, I think I just – there's something in me where I think this week you're going to get – you're going to get maybe prime Odell. And, Pete, do, would you ever truly believe we would be talking about a football game again after five years and saying, you're really going to have to pay attention to Alden Smith. It's just crazy from where this guy has come from – basically just giving up on the game, giving up on himself numerous, numerous times to where he is now. And it's not like he's just a fixture. It's not like he's just a piece of the Dallas defense. Right now he's the goddamn best player. So the uh, thing that's picked up by NFL Films, I don't read into that as much as most people do because I think Baker Mayfield may have been talking to himself as much as anybody there, Uh, you know, and – Oh, sure. Hey, look, trust me, Baker would want to be ripping for 350 a night right now. I mean, I'm sure he's feeling the same way, but look, it, it doesn't matter about them. It matters about this franchise is two and one. But I also think it comes down to, you know, Baker Mayfield basically appreciating what they're doing as blockers because the Browns are blocking well as receivers. And that, you know, you can pick up and go, well, he's trying to basically sort of, you know, sort of ease their their frustrations but i think it's really just appreciating what they're doing effort wise 
and 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 basically saying more or less saying our time will come as opposed to your time will come. So I think yep. there there's there's that element. I, I don't read into that. And, and you know, again, this is uh, uh, you know, I, I coach at a high school where we run the hell out of the ball. Um, there's an element of that with us because we we haven't thrown a ton and we haven't needed to. And there's sort of this that same element with with uh, telling our guys to to have that sort of mentality. Uh, the, so I, that's sort of my my uh, perspective on that. I, d- I don't think it's a big deal. Um, but I think offensively, you know, with with the issues Dallas has, I think you can run the ball and use play action to sort of isolate Beckham more. Um, and freeze the middle of the field uh, while they're reading run and and allowing Beckham to get opportunities. I think this could be a good week for him to get yards after the catch, whether it's a simple hitch or things like that, uh, where he can then, you know, get past the corner and make a play happen. I do think they will take some shots down the field if they can isolate him from that standpoint. Um, I, I know the argument is, well, you don't need the run to set up the play action, but, Running dictates personnel and how defenses align in the first place. So if you're running the ball effectively, they're either going to shift their personnel and their their alignment to try to stop it, or they're going to just continue to get gutted. And by virtue of that, even if you're saying that, well, the linebackers or whatever read the same way, fine. But if they're in a bad position, or they're in a a an out outgunned essentially because they have to worry about Nick Chubb running for 200 yards then that inherently is, is an impact on the play-action passing game. So I think if you're successful with that, you can freeze them. You can get uh, Odell Beckham potentially isolated on some uh, on some one-on-ones and attacked on the field, obviously. Uh, with Austin Hooper, I think he can force teams to be honest to him more, and that can help guys on the outside. But Alden Smith is very good. Um, he's been... Uh, he had three sacks last week. I, I I I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns give uh, Jedrick Wills a little help there. Um, he hasn't gotten really any too much this this season so far. Um, but I think the best way to neutralize Alton Alden Smith is to keep your offense on schedule. He's not in there to stop the run. He's there to get after the quarterback. So if you can you know be in second and in five third and two those types of situations you can sort of negate him and and i think the the pulling action and the 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 kickout blocks they've been doing really well with i think those are great against a guy like alden smith and uh tank lawrence and those guys because it just forces them to think about that one extra element and gives you an advantage with that i think uh the zone blocking they do is is you know is going to be more viable this week than it was last week, um, in no small part because cowboy the Cowboys defensive line has no lateral or their their defensive tackles have like no lateral ability because it's Dontari Poe and Tristan Hill who are both you know big but they're not particularly mobile so I think you may have an, the ability to to get your athletic linemen out in space and potentially get to those linebackers and frustrate them that way because Jalen Smith does not want to take on blocks. He wants to be able to run around and do those things. And if you can do that, then you can potentially create some big plays for Nick Chubb uh, and potentially break some big runs. And if you're doing that, then it's going to put pressure on the, uh, on their defense to shift and adjust and create more opportunities. I, I think 
you have to get more out of Baker Mayfield than you had the past two weeks. But I don't think, like, I don't think he has to be a superhero. I think he just has to be effective. I don't look at it as he has to throw for a certain number of yards. He just has to execute what's there. The the question is, is Dallas going to do a similar deal as what Washington did and try to take away the deep ball uh, while getting pressure on, on the quarterback and force him to take those uh, short intermediate things? I don't know if Dallas has the capability to do that. So as a result, I think there should be more opportunities to go down the field and more opportunities to create that way. In that sense, it may be far more uh, – uh, like the Cincinnati Bengals game was, where you have this ability to get everything clicking, and there, there was ne- even though that game ended up being more or less a shootout, you know, it ended thirty-five thirty. It never felt like it had to be, and that's why I don't think you have to sort of get in this mindset that you know the the Baker Mayfield has to throw however many times you think he needs to throw, or he needs to throw for three hundred and fifty yards, or whatever it is. Uh, again, if you're effective on offense, you can do whatever you want. Um, as long as you're not putting, you know, the game doesn't get out of hand uh, and you're, you're you're forced to play catch up. But even if you're down two scores, unless it's late in the game, I think you can still run your offense as long as it's successful. And this is going to be key. Look, uh, you can't have the first and third quarter snoozers that you had last week against Washington. That'll absolutely, I mean, you're talking double digits, maybe closer to 17-20 where the Browns could be on the wrong end of this one. You can't go quiet for the first and the third quarter um, or, you know, at any amount of time. They, they have to, you know, even if it doesn't result or it results to, you know, field goals or at least drives where, you know, you're eating up some clock, three and outs and just, you know, utter nothing from the offense for, for a quarter or two, it's not going to work against this offense that Dallas has. We will talk about this Dallas offense versus the Browns defense as we continue through here on your pregame show, Locked on Browns. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it is made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And our folks at Built Bar, they have a new baby. Built Go makes you the best you. At whatever you do, break through your wall, whether it's mental or a physical wall. Break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast, is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta alanine, B3, honey, any kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going strong. B6. 
B12, 10,000% of your daily recommendation of B12. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuildGo. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, and you get 30% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuildGo. Let's go. Pete, and maybe where this Dallas offense is at is part of the problem, you know, and look, C.D. Lamb, you know, it's worked out. It looks like a fantastic pick to this point. But this team was had some issues with the secondary. Um, and you, I'm sorry, and you brought up Jalen Smith, but maybe that wasn't the way to go. But that's why this offense kind of looks like it does. They went heavy on this offense. You have three quality receivers putting out, you know, great numbers. You have Ezekiel Elliott, and granted, he's not, you know, been popping anything big from the running game. He's still a fact. He's always a factor in the passing game. He's been more Novocaine like as a running back this year. It's just a great, great unit. I'm not sure when I talked about maybe, you know, the Browns are bringing the best offensive line, you know, that Dallas has seen to this point, you know, talk about the Rams, Aaron Donald, you know, Grady Jarrett's a fantastic player for Atlanta. But maybe the combination of the Browns defensive line could be the best as far as, you know, beginning to and the depth that they use that they've seen this far. And, you know, Denzel Ward, a little bit of practice today, you know, maybe one of the two young linebackers in Mac or Jacob Phillips, get some snaps or maybe gets to the point where maybe they can be a little bit effective. Um, but it, it's certainly a big, big question putting this secondary against what they have at the wide receiver position and Dak just gets it done anyway. Well, look, uh, as I said, is the best offense the Browns um, will face this year. Uh, Dak Prescott has – three great receivers, a tight end that has more yardage right now than any receiver on the Browns do. Cedric Wilson came up big last week uh, as their fourth receiver with five catches and uh, two touchdowns. He was great. Um, Their offensive line is the question mark. Uh, They have, you know, I, I don't know what the story is with Tyron Smith at this point. Uh, unfortunately the backup left tackle is quite good in pass protection. So it's not as if, um, you know, it's not as if it's automatically going to be easy. Uh, the issue they do have is right tackle. It's not a bad um, situation. The right tackle, uh, Leo Collins is on injured reserve. Um, and they're the backup who has been Terrence Steele is awful. Um, and he was awful at the senior bowl. Uh, this year he was a rookie. If the if the if the offensive line coach for the Cincinnati Bengals could have sent him home, I think he would have. He just looked like he was fed up. Uh, but he's not very good, and he was ultimately pulled this past week. But it wasn't because he was. It wasn't because of ineffectiveness. He was apparently dealing with uh, like food poisoning or something. Was super dehydrated, uh, and then they ultimately had to shift Zach Martin over to to right tackle. But their center, Joe Looney, isn't playing well. Connor Williams, who I really like, hasn't played particularly well to this point. So it's Zach Martin and, you know, four guys. And, and even if Tyron Smith is playing, I don't think he, he fixes what, what's wrong with them. They don't run block like at all right now. Even with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's really good, 
they're still getting like 3.8 a carry. It's not good. I mean, it's not just not very much. And, um, you know, he's, he's doing more as a pass catcher than he is uh, really running the ball right now. The off, you know, their offense is outstanding. The past two weeks, uh, Dak Prescott has thrown for a total of 922 yards. Um, that's almost double what Baker Mayfield has for this season. Um, obviously, they're in different places in terms of their where they are in their respective offenses and their respective development. But right now, the Dallas Cowboys are proof that you should never, ever, ever, ever bring up the idea that it, uh, is are there enough footballs to get to, to all your weapons. The Cowboys' top three receivers ha- all have at least 230 yards receiving right now. Um, that that's you know that's 247.6 yards per game, I believe. If you have dudes and your offense works, you can find the you can find ways to get them the ball, and they are feeding everybody, and they're all really good. And that's a huge problem because I, I think the Browns are just not very good in the back end, uh, but. I, I think the biggest thing for them is they just can't they, they just can't kill themselves with mental mistakes and being out of position and defensive breakdowns. And as much as they aren't very good, that's really been their biggest problem. I mean, even Dwayne Haskins had two wide open touchdowns uh, against them last week uh, against the Ravens. Uh, you know, there, there were a bunch of wide open plays. Well, even last week, though, that, that big play to McLaren. But even last week, that big play to McLaren, I mean, you know, the, be- the best receiving option they have. And, I mean, he was open by 12 yards. Yeah, so, uh, look, I, 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 I think your, your best bet here is to play, basically just say we're going to play cover three and we're not going to get out of it. And as much as that doesn't sound very appetizing at all, Seattle does that all – basically – all game, every game, and they can still get stops. I, I don't. I'm not expecting the Browns to come up and dominate the Cowboys uh, this week. It's just not. You know that defense just simply isn't good enough. The Cowboys' offense is too good. So you're looking at this as how many stops can I get? How many times can I either make them punt, get a turnover, or or force them to kick a field goal? If I can do that a handful of times and my offense is playing well, then I've got a shot to win the game. But if you give up big plays because, you know, your free safety is out of position and they're right down the middle of the field or, you know, some combination of routes just completely leaves guys out of position, that's where I think the Browns get in trouble and and potentially get uh, in a blowout situation because that's exactly what happened against Baltimore and that's, you know, that 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 was what looked like it might happen early against Washington. Not that they were ever going to blow blow them out, but the fact that it was 20 to 17 during the fourth quarter and the Browns were losing. So, uh, you know, those are the, the more snaps you can make the Cowboys make uh, go go with the more opportunities Miles Garrett and company have a chance to to make plays and, and, and get get to the ball uh, the quarterback. The Browns um, last three weeks, Miles Garrett has either caused or recovered a fumble. Uh, and obviously one of those fumbles he caused was his own, but if you give them enough opportunities, he's going to ultimately get find plays. He uh, obviously had this, the sack fumble uh, this past, but he also was at least partly responsible for two other turnovers. So if you can get enough, uh, if you can force them to take snaps, eventually 
they're going to find a way to get to the Prescott and, and Prescott as good as he is, has historically not done great under pressure. Uh, and this dates back to college where Miles Garrett was at yep. Texas A&M. Dak Prescott was at Mississippi State. And if you watch that game, Miles Garrett terrorized him and that basically shut down Dak Prescott and Texas A&M won that game because he just couldn't deal with uh, the amount of pressure was going on. Um, so I, I have no delusions about this. I think Dallas is going to score points and score a lot of points. It's just a question. Can the Browns get a key stop? Can, can they you know, do enough to slow them down that their offense can hopefully take control or, or, or continue to be in range where that maybe they, they it, it becomes down to whoever has the ball at the end uh, and you can get a big drive and win the game that way. And, and related to that, I think this week on special teams, you're, you're going to see the Browns take a risk somewhere. Um, I think this is a game where the Browns are going to look at this in terms of where can I steal a possession? If that means – you know, I, I know everybody hates the the punt, the fake punt call, uh, but it was it was there and it worked. Yeah, you know, I should say it was there and they didn't execute it. It would have worked, but that might mean sending the house to try to block a punt. Yeah. That might mean you know going with a you know a surprise onside kick or something. Especially if you get into a situation where you're basically like, we can't even slow them down. We might as well at least try to get the ball back before they go down the field and score on us again. Uh, but I think somewhere down the line, and, and Dallas may have the same mindset, honestly, that I think somewhere on spe- special teams, somebody's going to try to steal a uh, a possession, a, a get the ball back one more time. It, you know, uh, the the end of the half, the end of the game, but particularly the end of the half uh, is key. I think. Uh, and Mike McCarthy is three games into his Cowboys career and already has people complaining about what he does late in halves in the game. But I think the Browns have to be smart mm-hmm. in terms of being able to manage uh, the end of the half, because if you get into a situation where let's say, you know, the, the, the Cowboys uh, get the, get the ball uh, first, the Browns may need to find a way to sort of finish the half of the score and then come out with the, the ball and get a score to try to to create some uh, momentum, get some pressure, those type of things. Or maybe they come out of the half and, and again, with that surprise on that kick, I don't know. But I think somewhere down the line, special teams is going to try to steal a possession for somebody because I really I think this that's what this game is going to be about is how many possessions can you have and can, whose defense can slow down the other team enough. Well, and this is something, you know, I mean, look, in a game like this, um, Dallas is in a situation where they don't want to be one and three. Granted, they're in the NFC least right now, and they're going to pick up six wins against everybody in that division. They still have Cincinnati on the schedule. Um, so with one win in the pocket, you're, you're at eight wins right there. Hell, that might be enough to win that division. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is in the Browns. I mean, you're looking at this as a game where, man, we don't know if we can play at their pace. So yes, I mean, whether it's special teams, or on the offensive side of the ball, or you know, praying somehow, some way, you know, you're not going to get maybe five turnovers against this team, but you can get, you know, two, three. Um, and uh, to echo on your point here, um, look, we're to the point now where it doesn't necessarily, you know, just because different people are playing, these guys and everybody should be more comfortable in the scheme where the communication should be there. So hopefully, we're not seeing any blown coverages. Um, everybody knows the playbook to this point. I mean, not all of it. They know what they should know. The communication should be better regardless of who's on the field and the tackling. 
Um, there can't be these five-yard completions that lead to 13-yard gains. You cannot do this against this team. If you allow them to continuously just, you know, basically move the chains, more and more opportunities, you just get, I mean, you're going to get gassed. It's, it's not that you're not in shape or anything, but this Dallas offense just goes and goes and goes, and they go for day. I mean, they run like freaking Forrest Gump, for God's sakes. They can just continue to go. The tackling has to be cleaned up this week, and the communication within the secondary has to be a lot better than what we've seen to this point. I you know, not necessarily know who's going to play and who's not. We keep waiting on Ronnie Harrison, and now he misses a practice today due to an illness. So, you know, fingers crossed on that as to who you actually have. But look, the communication, the verbiage, you know, everybody should know this stuff by now. I and mean, we're talking two months in now. So whatever's in the playbook should be able to be translated to be able to communicate on the field. We'll get to our final points here going into Sunday. I have a bunch of listener questions, guys. We're probably not going to be able to get to them on time. That's okay. I'll put those in the uh, Google News hits uh, for tomorrow for you guys with that. So don't think I didn't see everything and certainly did uh, not appreciate it. We'll move on to our final segment as we get through the pregame show. Locked on Browns. Browns at Cowboys Sunday at the star. RockAuto.com. Other stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require an account membership or log in. Very simple stuff. Whether it is your daily driver or your classic, rockauto.com has everything available. Simple parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. A few easy clicks, they are delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we, locked on, sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Pete, I think with some people as far as, you know, where they just think, you know, this is one. And, and I think a lot of people are having a hard time with the fact that maybe the Browns, one, two in a row, put up 69 points in those games. You know, the defense did enough to pull at both games. And this is normally the normal Cleveland Brown thing is, all right, well, you look good for a little bit. Eventually, you're going to spit the bit here in a second. I have a feeling that's what everybody's thinking here. And I don't know where my confidence level is. You know, I think of things like Baker going to play in that stadium, Miles Garrett, a guy like Money Mitch who started his career with Dallas and at the time just wasn't kept. Um, there's a lot of guys and it's always going to play there. These guys want to, you know, this is like, you know, it's still that stadium, that franchise, you know, with all the aura and history and the way it's viewed guys go into that stadium and they, you know, they want to take it up a notch, take it to another level. Olivier Vernon may play this week and Olivier Vernon in his Giants days had some great, great games against this Cowboys team. I'm feeling utterly more confident than maybe I should going into this one. I just feel that I think they have enough clicking right now. The offense knows their identity. Obviously they would like to make their identity bigger and, you know, more, you know, broad scopes where everything is involved. I I, I just, you know, everybody, oh, they're going to lose by, you know, 
two, you know, two touchdowns or you lose by double digits. I'm not sure that I'm there. I, I really think this team is going to find a way to show really well Sunday. Um, I don't feel as good uh, about. <laughs> and that's not to say that I think they will be bad. I just don't think, I, I just think this game works against them. I think the Browns have played two really mediocre opponents. Um, I, I, again, I, I've always looked like Bobby Knight. Feels like Bobby Knight's Indiana teams playing like the Jerry Tarkanian UNLV running Rebels teams. That's like I, I understand people get that feel of this. Well, I just again, so much of this is the evolution of this offense and this team. You're not, you're you're not where you're going to be in, in so many ways. I think they're going to be a much better team in another month, uh, but I don't know if they're there yet. And the Cowboys, at least offensively, know who they are. Uh, and that's a big advantage. Their defense is awful, and and that may be enough of a problem. But right now, I don't feel good about the Browns' injury situation. I don't know if Denzel Ward's going to play. He, he left last game early. Uh, I, you know, if they have, you know, a fully healthy Terrence Mitchell, Denzel Ward, and uh, and Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson, you know, their their situation is better. But their linebackers and safeties are are who they are, um, and that obviously leaves me very concerned. I, I just, I think the Cowboys are further along. Uh, they, their offense is relatively the same as it was last year. Uh, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays as opposed to, uh, as opposed to what's his face, uh, the Boise straight quarterback, Kellen Moore. Uh, and that maybe shouldn't be the case, but I do think that they're a little bit further ahead from that standpoint. And, and what I'm looking for in, for the Browns is growth um it, this is a different kind of game than they've been in this season um because the offense is so good uh but I'm, what i'm hoping is that we just see continued improvement uh, that we continue to see baker mayfield get better that we see more odell beckham I, again I, I look at this as a game where austin hooper could have a big big game uh I, i'm not suggesting by any stretch that the browns are going to lose i i don't think it's that simple but i do think um that the Cowboys are favored, um, that they are in in pretty good shape, and and you know I I don't bet, but if I if I was betting and I saw the four and a half point point spread, where Dallas is getting four and a half points, or something like that, yeah, I think it's yes, no, um, I was worried that's all. Uh, that 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 the uh, I would I would take I would take the Cowboys and give the points. Uh, I, I I think the Browns could show really well and just fall short. And again, that's not because they're a bad football team. I just don't know if they're there yet. Now, having said that, if the Browns go out and they, they do enough to win and they, you know, and Baker Mayfield has a productive day and he protects the football and they get enough stops and all those things. And, and they find a way to win because again, one of the, the, the X factors in this could be how, if Mike McCarthy can get out of his own way and how does Kevin Stefanski operate in, you know, in that tight situation so far, you know they they haven't they haven't really had like a really late game decision for him to make so far his game day decisions have been very sound people don't like the fake punt i was fine with it again i think the play was there uh but uh that may be something that i just didn't like the area that they did it on but go ahead well you're soft and weak i understand so anyway the the fact is if the browns can find married a way to, with daughters but the same thing yes if the Browns can find a way to win, then they've announced themselves as sort of a legitimate team. They'd be three and one. 
Um, you know, they, they'd obviously be winning Dallas. Right, just the, right. the, the name, uh, that marquee name matters in terms of just sort of recognizing them. They're going to have, you know, we're going to have to have, you know, that hot take type, you know, sports fight shows going, are the Browns for real or what does this mean? All that stuff. But I do think that, uh, that, that this would be a very big win for them. But again, for me, it's about growth. Uh, are you going to come out of this game better? And if you are better, does that mean you're now going to have a good shot against what are two fun- significantly better defenses than what they're facing this week in the Indianapolis Colts and then the Pittsburgh Steelers? And if they can keep building, then then they can get you know maybe one or one of those two games, or maybe both of them. I you know again, I don't think the Browns are in a position where they're, they're you look at the schedule and you go loss anymore. But I do think the Cowboys are favored. I think they deserve to be favored. And this is going to be a tougher game than I think uh, people are ready to go. And, and some of this is like, you know, I had somebody telling me that the Browns need to, you know, are, are like a, a, an impact defender or a trade or something away from being, you know, a championship team. They are not. They are definitely not. They're figuring out who they are, and that's fine. Um, as long as they keep getting better, that's what the season's all about. So I, I don't feel any pressure for the Browns to need to win this game, but uh, again, just grow and continue to improve. And if you can, if you're, if you got a puncher's chance at the end, then, then you take your shot and maybe you, you can pull out a W here. It, look, it, I, I believe it's possible. And, but I, I just, I, so in, I'm not necessarily saying, I think the win is going to occur. I think they can go in there and they can do some things. And I think their staff is smart enough. Um, on the offensive side of the ball where they know what they can do. Um, but defense is going to come down to execution, like simple things. It's going to come down to tackling. It's going to come down to not letting a CeeDee Lamb, a Michael Gallup, or an Amari Cooper end up wide open. You cannot afford mental or physical breakdowns this week. And those are things you should be able to control. If they beat you on scheme, they beat you on scheme. That's just the way it goes. Um, they beat you on talent. They have a ton of it. It's possible. But – you cannot give them anything in this game on the defensive side of the ball. It's a litmus test. It's a heat check. Um, you know, you've dropped 69 points, 34 and a half points the last two weeks. This is, we're going to see where this team is at. This is, we're going to see. Um, can you put points up? Um, maybe you cannot put up as many as them, but that is the way it's going to go down this week. Pete and his team do a fantastic job at Browns Digest. Uh, through SI.com. Make sure you're checking everything out there. Make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore me at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Anything you guys want. Flood me with information. You know, I'm always around to chat, to talk. iTunes, Spotify, Locked on Browns. Drop that five star. I'm begging you. Please, I've got Zabo stuff to give away. I got one shirt to at least give away. I got more to give away. Leave a rating and written review on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, I'll get a second one out here. We'll do those after the weekend. Hook you guys up with some gear. Appreciate you all for doing that for me and for the show. Going to Dallas. Um, you'll get some you know, Google News. I'll get those out tomorrow. I like to do those later on Friday now, so I give you something to you know have for over the weekend. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We are headed to Dallas. But we'll see where we're at. Um, it's a good opportunity for a big test. So, again, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.